to Four and Toe Podcast, where moms can find encouragement on their journey through homeschool. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is episode 15. Today's topic is unit studies. Now, unit studies aren't for everyone, but for those that use unit studies or are curious about using unit studies, this episode is for you. What is a unit study? So a unit study is one topic, but you teach all aspects of schooling within that topic. For example, if we were to do a unit study on, say, hmm, Christmas, (laughs) we would teach history, the history of Christmas, geography. We might teach different traditions around the world during Christmas time. We'd also incorporate math writing assignments, which would include spelling and grammar, reading, as we read about the different topics. And you can even do science as well. Depending on the topic, you can, if you create your own, you can make all of those things happen. But if you find one that's written down for you already, they'll either focus on math science approach, a language arts history geography approach. There are a lot of people who publish unit studies. It's one of the easiest things to find on websites such as Teachers Pay Teachers, a website where teachers create curriculum handouts or um, information sheets, various things that they create for their classrooms that they then put up in PDF format for other teachers to buy from them for a a very reasonable price, like usually a couple dollars here, like $5, $10, depending on the size of the unit study. You can also find books that are for sale that have been published that are unit studies. So one of my favorite unit studies that I've used is from a website called The Old Schoolhouse. So it's theoldschoolhouse.com. And they have quite a few different types of unit studies on their website. The ones I particularly like are called the Curiosity Files. They have quite a few um, resources on their website, but particularly these Curiosity Files are designed to explore one curiosity about science, about the earth, about the nature. Um, so they have some about different types of bugs. They have quite a few bug ones, actually. One about the platypus, one about a bird called the blue-footed booby. <laughs> and then um, they have some other ones that are weather-related or um, natural phenomenon, like the snow rolling and other snow phenomenon. They have one about that. Um, there's, I think there's one about storms as well. But these ones, they focus on a scientific topic, but then they'll go into the history of how these things were discovered, um, a little bit about the science behind whatever it is. So for example, we were doing one about the velvet wasps, and we were learning about what the study of a velvet wasp is part of the study of bugs. The study of bugs is called entomology. And who were some of the famous entomologists? How did this study of bugs or entomology become a thing. Where in the world are these bugs? And so they discovered, or so there was some geography involved, looking at where in the world these bugs are found. And then there was a lot of writing assignments that you could choose to use or or not. So a lot of these are already built in. A, a lot of these unit studies you can find online. You can buy them um, either as PDFs or you can buy them as books. There is a publishing company that sells 
unit studies called unit studies. And I found a bunch of those books for sale at used bookstores um, on used homeschool sites, like on Facebook. If you look up buy, sell trade groups and just type in homeschool buy, sell trade groups, you can find tons of them. I'm part of like three right now. I love looking on those. And they're often sold for they're often sold used between three and five dollars a piece. And I've picked up quite a few over the years. I think I actually told myself the other day that I'm done buying unit studies, but I'm not sure if I'm lying to myself. <laughs> oh, man. But here's another option. So let's say you don't want to buy any of that stuff. Let's say you just want to create your own. And I'm here to tell you that it is possible to create your own unit study. So what do you do? How do you go about doing that? Well, First, you got to pick a topic. So one of the topics that I picked is Christmas. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, things are just crazy. So regular school just really does not happen. And so what I've done is I've started to create my own December unit study, I guess you could call it. Uh, and I've been piecing it together slowly. And I think this year we're going to do even more this year than we have in the past just because I keep growing the idea as I go. So my topic being Christmas, I first start with, what do I know about Christmas? You can look at it from a couple different angles. You can either look at it, the traditions of Christmas. If you are um, a Christian, where are the beliefs coming from about the story of Christmas? If you're looking at the traditions of Christmas, Santa Claus obviously is the first thing that comes to mind. So then you can study the history of Santa Claus, which is actually really, really fascinating. I did this when I was a kid. It's something I still remember to this day. My mom did a unit study on St. Nicholas. And so we studied um, what was known historically about the man, Mr. St. Nicholas or Nikolai, and then has what the tradition, how the tradition of Santa Claus became a tradition and how it's celebrated in different ways across the world. So that was really a really fun study. Then I look at what books I have about Christmas. And once we look through our books in our library, our own personal books, then you can go to the library, your public library, and find books on the same thing. You can look up stuff on the internet is an amazing tool that we get to use now. So using Pinterest to find information is a really great place. You get your 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 history and your geography from the books that you're reading. Um, you can also learn a lot from podcasts. Um, I have a list, and I'm I'm going to put a few um, podcasts in the show notes for you to check out. But um, eventually, I'm going to do a whole show on this too because I think if you're listening to podcasts yourself, your kids know that you're listening to podcasts, and they want to be involved in this whole world or rabbit hole that are podcasts. And there are so many great ones out there for kids. And a lot of these will have shows about various things like St. Nicholas. And so uh, finding those podcasts, looking up keywords like Christmas or Christmas trees or traditions, Christmas traditions, Santa Claus, those kind of things. You can find podcast episodes. You can find um, any myriad of YouTube videos that explain these things. Um, it's been, it's a really great, the internet's a really great resource. Another, the the Pinterest, I mentioned Pinterest, you can search there for your arts and crafts. You can search there for projects. You can search there for um, any kind of doing thing. Pinterest is obviously a very great thing. And I 
I tend to forget about it. <laughs> Pinterest is one of those things that I love so much I could spend days on Pinterest, but I force myself not to do anything with it for <laughs> for weeks because then I get sucked right back in. But this time of year especially, I get on there and I do different Christmas projects or Christmas cookie recipes or ornaments or even gift ideas that kids can make. So then for me with our unit study of Christmas, what I like to do is every week between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I do a new project. For example, one week will be the cookie week. And I have, um, I've gotten it down to a science now where we make four different types of cookies, one type for each child and we make them simultaneously, I will take pictures and blog about it because it's an operation, I tell you. And we, um, we'll read books about Christmas cookies and read um, and make Christmas cookies. Uh, there's math involved. If you're teaching your kids about fractions at all, you've got all the measurements and stuff like that and teach them to read recipe. So there's reading, there's math right there. There's science even. If, you, if your kids are into that, um, you can even learn about the science of baking if you wanted to. We haven't gotten that far, but it is a possibility. It's always out there. Um, if the kids are interested in it, go for it. And then, so that's one week. We usually do a Christmas ornament week where we make a Christmas ornament and it's just, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> we even do a gingerbread house week, which is a little bit tricky. And um, this year, I don't know, my kids really want to do it. So we'll see. I don't know. It's it's a thing now in our family. And it's one of those things that are like, ugh, it takes up so much time. <laughs> but um, it is a tradition that our family started and they love it. So, you know, you do it for the kids, even if it makes a mess. <laughs> so we'll probably be using graham crackers and icing this year, like we did last year. It was a little bit easier than making gingerbread, which I had a really hard time getting the right consistency for the houses. So then you're learning about structure. You're learning about weight. That's real math problems right there is building gingerbread houses that actually stand up. <laughs> it's it's a great, that is a really great project to add. We also do Christmas decorations. So not just the Christmas tree ornaments, but decorations as well. So one of their favorite things to do is to use scissors. So because they love scissors so much, we use coffee filters and make snowflakes that we are able to glue onto our windows. If you use glue sticks on the coffee filters, they will stick to your windows and it's very easy to get it off after you're taking everything down. And ours usually stay up through February just to be nice window decorations through uh, the winter, the winter months, they usually do not come down with our Christmas decorations. Another thing that you can add to, say, a Christmas unit study would be gift giving. And our kids really like to give gifts. So they have are in the process of making gifts for each other this year, which has been really fun as they've gotten their little minds working and just thinking through it all. Another unit study idea that I ran with because of my husband's heritage, teaching my kids about Black History Month is very important to me. And I didn't have a whole lot of books about Black history. And so I didn't have any curriculum. I didn't have anywhere to turn to for Black history. And so I had started creating my own collection of books 
and resources for Black History Month. The first year I did it, my mom had given my oldest daughter a book for her birthday about famous inventors of African descent who had made huge impacts on the advancement in science. This book highlighted maybe 10 or 15 people responsible for breakthroughs, huge breakthroughs in science, including electricity and the light bulb. We read through that book in the month of February that year. And then as we got to certain people that we wanted to know more about, we would either buy a book from thriftbooks.com about that person, or we would go to the library and find a book about that person. It was a little bit of a, a mix of both. So now I have a small collection of books, biographies on inventors. The next year, I did a study on African-American women who made impacts on the United States specifically. That one was a really fun study. I found a really great book, actually on thriftbooks.com, um, that was short stories uh short biographies about various women who impacted different aspects of the world. So from fashion to science to um, various artists, different women who had made an impact on the United States. I wanted to do a study of African American artists, but have not yet put together my collection of books for that. I also wanted to study sports figures and and narrow down the a specific topic or a specific interest and study the African-Americans who made big steps in those various areas. For example, we were studying space last year, and so we were able to watch the movie Hidden Figures and learn about the women who are responsible for getting the first spaceship into space. With those unit studies, I'm usually focusing on history and geography. And usually there's a science element with those. I'm not really great about adding a math element when I'm creating the unit study for my kids because I really, really just love my math program that I'm using with them. And I just have them do a couple math pages and then we go and do the unit study, which includes everything else. So typically, I take the month of February to do that. We drop everything except for math, and then we'll just read books about the African-American culture or the African-American history, just learning as much as we can about the history of our country so that we aren't perpetuating the racism in our country, but hopefully making it better and recognizing that everybody contributes to the nation and we just want to appreciate the hardships that various people in our past have gone through to make this country what it is, great or not. Have you ever created your own unit study? Are unit studies a way that you do homeschooling? Do you use unit studies exclusively? If you're somebody who finds unit studies vital to your homeschooling journey, let me know. I'd love to talk to you. I'm in the I'm in the hunt for finding various people to interview in my future episodes. And if you're somebody who wouldn't mind being interviewed, 
hit me up on social media or on my website. I would love, love, love to talk to you. You can find me at Four in Toe Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can also find my website, fourintopodcast.com, and you can message me from there. There's a little contact me button there. I'm going to be taking the rest of the month off as we are celebrating Christmas and doing all the things that are <laughs> that happen this time of year. So I will be back in January with my first mini series. I've got uh, four interviews that I will be releasing in January that I did with four different ladies who homeschool with four different specific styles. We're going to explore how people homeschool with those different styles. I'm trying to give you guys an overview, um, just an idea of how diverse the homeschool world really is. And if you are new to homeschooling and you're like, man, this just is not working for me, but you really love having your kids home or you really love the idea of homeschooling, maybe it's just the style or the approach to homeschool that's not working for you. So hopefully the series in January will help. And even if you are in a style that you love, maybe you just want to learn more about a different way. This mini series is for you. And in February, I'm going to be doing another mini series with homeschool moms who use the unschooling method. And I tell you what, it is fascinating from being somebody who is an eclectic homeschooler who was homeschooled more traditionally slash eclectically as a kid and to now doing the same with my kiddos. The unschooling method is just, I'm like, what? <laughs> this is amazing. You are going to want to tune into those. So you'll have to wait till February, but tell your friends and let everybody know um, to follow the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, let me know and smash that subscribe button. <laughs> uh, thank you to everybody who's been supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it. I wouldn't uh, be able to keep going without your support. And it's good to know that people are getting stuff out of the episodes that are out there so far. If you could leave a review on the podcast app of your choice to let other people know what you think, um, that would be super, super helpful to get the word out about this show. So I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. We will see you in the new year. Have a wonderful homeschooling month. And don't forget, Mama, you've got this.